Are you ready? Can't crush us. It don't really get no better than this the podcast that you're looking for. If you're really heavy in the wrestling, hosted by the mark. Energy that's so amazing. Gotta keep it entertaining. Rep the can crush a nation. Yeah, you know what's going down in the ring. Lights out when you hit a ding ding. Knock them out like boom bada bing. Hold it down, you can crown me the king. Gotta shout out to the Miz and Duke the dumpster. We choke slamming everybody. Power driving, hit them with a face buster. Yeah, yeah, this the show you need an and it ain't no need for waiting. Mark, hold it down for the can crusher nation. All about wrestling and keep it entertaining. Can crushers wrestling podcast. Time to break them. Let's go. Yeah, 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 yeah. Can crushers. Yeah, 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 yeah. Can crushers. Let's go. everyone this is ringside rain and you're listening to can crushers podcast and now here is your host mark the mark martinez and welcome back to another can crushers wrestling podcast the spotlight edition guys welcome 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 if you're new to the podcast thank you very much make sure you like subscribe and all of that cool stuff if you're returning welcome back you know the uh, shittery, the shinkanery, the whatever we have coming up here on the Spotlight Shows. We kind of dive in with a wrestler, talk to him or her, and find out what made them become a professional wrestler. That's what not this one's going to be about. Nope. I want to know more about his daughter on TikTok. That's horrible. Uh, as you can see in the promo pic, we have Keikoa coming on the show. I've seen Keikoa ton of times at MCW down in Maryland when Pat and John and I go down and we hang out. And I always thought, man, I, I should get him on the show. He seems like a cool guy. And then if something comes up, something comes up, it's me dropping the ball outright. Kekoa, you're listening to this. It's me dropping the ball. But your daughter sold everything on TikTok. You know, when, when she's on TikTok. And I, I have a heart when wrestlers have their kids or something on, you know, you get those dad moments and I'm getting a lot more of those the more I get older. So I want to know about dad moments with their kids and then we'll get into wrestling. We will get there. But yeah, if you haven't followed Keikoa on TikTok, I believe it's Keikoa Pro, Keikoa, I don't, we'll find out. We'll find out. I should have done study for this, but we'll get it. You're listening right now, so you don't need to be on TikTok. You need to listen to this. So, Keiko is going to come on. Of course, we're going to talk about his daughter. And, of course, we're going to find out more and more about what brought wrestling to him and why he chose wrestling and find out a little bit more about the gimmick as the dogs, of course, are going nuts right now. So, they're going to go somewhere here in a minute. But, all right. So, Keiko is coming up. We first have to tell you about Collar and Elbow. Hats, hoodies, tees, all the cool stuff that Al Snow and the Hooligans have at CollarAndElbowWrestling.com. Make sure you check them out. Make sure you use the promo code CANCRUSHERS, all one word, capital C and CAN, capital C and CRUSHERS, to save 10%. You want to be on the show, drop us an email, CANCRUSHERS69 at gmail.com, or hook up with any of our social medias, Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. All of them are easy. At Can Crusher 69, we love interviewing 
wrestlers, anybody that has anything to do with wrestling, just, just come on the show. So if you're listening because Kikoa said, hey, this was a pretty cool interview, reach out to us. Uh, it doesn't matter who you are. We'll have you on, tell your story, tell us how you got into professional wrestling, and we'll have a good old time, and maybe have a beverage or two here on Can Crusher. So, yeah. All right, here comes Al Snow to tell you a little bit more about Collar and Elbow. When we come back, we'll have Kikoa on. Maybe his daughter will pop in. I don't know. Uh, now it's a pipe dream. Nonetheless, here comes Al Snow. Wrestling. A love and a passion we all share. I've started a wrestling brand. The wrestling brand. A brand founded on the aspects of wrestling. Two entities working together to create a product that connect emotionally for people everywhere. Collar and Elbow is the brand. Passion and love for wrestling is the drive. I am Al Snow, and this is Collar and Elbow, the wrestling brand. Welcome back to Can Crusher's Wrestling Podcast. Guys, you heard in the opening how excited I was and how stupid I was that I didn't reach out earlier. Uh, I just got done telling him the story off air as well. This is my fault, and there's one reason it really made me reach out, and it's not wrestling. It's kids. It's the dad moment. Welcome to Can Crusher's, Keikoa. How are you doing today? I'm doing fantastic, and I, and I keep saying that on almost every uh, TikTok that I post in the comments, someone will, you know, tell me how, you know, gorgeous my daughter is or, you know, how she's a star. And I was like, yeah, she is. The, she's the star of, of these, uh, you know, little videos that I do. And this is an explanation of it. It wasn't my wrestling that got me on this podcast. It was my daughter. So as, as I keep saying, she's, she's the one that's going to, you know, bring me the millions in the future. So I got to thank her later. And I told him, you know, I've been down to MCW where he wrestles a lot. He wrestles everywhere. But, I mean, I've been down to MCW a lot. I've seen him. Like, I need to get him on a show. And then something comes up. And I'm like, oh, man. And so I feel I feel bad that it was your daughter that really kicked me in the ass. <laughs> but I don't because yeah. she is no. she, she's going. Yeah, you're going to retire early. Let's just say that. <laughs> Yeah, she's uh, very much just like she's at that point now where she's seeing a lot of things and then she's just, you know, mimicking and then she's showing us like, hey, I know how to do this now. And we didn't teach her these things. So it's just like, oh, OK, so she's doing new stuff all the time, which is cool. So, yeah, I very much know that, you know, especially with those, those big blue blue eyes of her. So, yeah, she's going to be a she's going to be a problem when she gets older. Isn't, though, that the greatest feeling in the world? I mean, I have a 16-year-old son, and, you know, he did that, I don't know, 14, 13 years ago. He kind of started doing that. I'm like, uh-oh, this is a little mark now, and everything I do, you, you get shocked. Like, they learn so quick. Yeah, so uh, recently, my, my daughter always likes watching, you know, stuff on my phone. She always likes just laying on my chest and then like when I'm on my phone, she likes like seeing what I'm doing. So, so I'll play her like videos that are on my phone. And then like sooner or later, a wrestling clip will come up. It'll be like videos of her videos of her, and it'll be a wrestling clip. So she's definitely watched a lot more wrestling, you know, recently. 
and then we'll put the network on, see what sticks with her. It's it's a lot of like, you know, we're just seeing what she is going to watch and what she's not going to watch. We did the same thing with the Disney app. She fell in love with Monsters, Inc. and Moana. Yes. Didn't care about any of the other classics. But, you know, it's, yeah, you know, it's early, of course. But anywho, um, you know, she'll she'll be watching like a match of mine. And, you know, for those that haven't seen a match of mine, at some point I do this like it's like a little haka dance to, you know, get fired up, get ready for to, you know, throw in a super kick there. And I do this like stomp and this chant with it and she'll see it. And now she's like stomping with me like she'll stomp as she's watching the video, which I'm like, oh, like here we she's, <laughs> she's seeing it more. She's seeing and doing. So it's it's really cool. That That is awesome. Um by the way, can you just go get her? Because I want to talk to her about uh, <laughs> two of my favorites as well, Monsters, Inks, and Moana. Yeah, she she wins. She, she's got me. Now, all right, let's do. let's let's talk about wrestling. I love your daughter. We may wrap back around. But uh, big time in, in MCW all over the place. But I want to do the rewind all the way back to the beginning. When you were a little king, uh, who introduced you to wrestling first? Was it mom, dad, Uncle Joe, Aunt Sally saying, hey, you have to watch this because this is where you're going to go. This is where you're going to take over. And I still, you know, always say that you are going, going because it's awesome what you can do in a ring. Thank you. Um, yeah, I, I don't think it was anyone's, um, you know, self-doing. Like, my mom doesn't like wrestling. My dad doesn't like wrestling. Um, I know that it was on the television and I started watching it when I was like three years old from what my mom tells me. So I'm assuming that it was just on and I, you know, happened to pass by or was sitting there or they were flicking around the channels. They're like, here, try this. I don't know. I know that neither of them like wrestling, but it's one of the two, you know, is the reason for me watching it when I was a kid. And then they could tell, like, I, I liked it. So they you know, kept having me watch it and then did the same thing that I'm sure all parents did for anyone that was a wrestling fan when they were a kid and just thought that they were going to grow out of it. Um, but of course I never did. Uh, so I have, I have them to thank, um, for at least getting me going on it. What's the, the first thing you remember? Because I always say it's my grandfather. I remember him having on, I, I was born in 77. So memories of that not anywhere close but i remember early 80s watching wrestling with them but the first thing i can bring my mind back to is hogan and orndorff both jumping out of that cage at the same time so do you have something like that that you know you watched it but there's one that just sticks and they're like this is what you always start remembering wrestling by if i had this if i had to say it was probably the 93 royal rumble um and i don't know if it's because like I actually remember it or because, you know, these were the VHS days and, you know, people were recording pay-per-views illegally and stuff like that. So I know that we recorded it and it was one of like the most watched videos that I had as a kid. So I don't know if it's just engraved in there because of that video or because it's my earliest memory, but I, I could vividly, I, I quote or, or recite that that rumble all the time when, when we start going through like history and stuff like that. And I'm like, well, 93 Royal rumble was Yokozuna one. I was like, don't even, don't even look it up. I was like, I, I know this, it's engraved in there. So, um, that's, that's probably my earliest. And then, um, the next things that like, I remember after that aren't until a little bit later. Um, 
Like I do remember the 94 Royal Rumble. I'm pretty sure that was with uh, when Brett and Luger went over at the same time. Yep. Uh, then, you know, of course, uh, 95, 96, uh, you know, when Michael starts to, you know, rise to the top. And then a lot of a lot more Michael's history, more so because I used to get the WWF magazine as a kid, too. And I remember I was at my grandmother's and my mom called me and she was like, hey, your uh, your magazine came in. I was like, oh, cool. And she's like, oh, you're never going to believe this, but you have the same birthday as Shawn Michaels. And then that was it. That was pretty much it. Then all of a sudden he was, he was my number one. He was pretty, he was already my, one of my top guys. But then after I found that out as a seven-year-old, I'm like, no, that's it. You know, he's my number one. I think I might have you, I do a compare, a a cheesy comparison here in a little bit. And I think I might have you, uh, I'll give you three wrestlers in a little bit when I ask you who you are. Um, And I think I might have you, I'm, I'm pretty, normally I'm on the fence saying, Hmm, I think I might have it. Or I only have one, and you're going to say, oh, God, Mark, you suck at this. Uh, <laughs> we'll get there, though. Uh, you said, Michael, some of your favorites. Anybody else that is, you know, top of the line that you that you really followed? Uh, growing up, uh, I mean, Michael's, of course, was number one. I liked so many for different reasons. Uh, so it really depended. Like, I, you know, Brett was... Uh, of course, like the other number one babyface, you know, good guy as a kid. So, you know, I liked Brett. Um, I was a big fan of Big Boss Man. Um, I was definitely more into like the gimmicks um, and the characters in the, you know, early 90s. Me too. Um, Me too. So, yeah, like I strangely, like I always just found each character fascinating because they were so different. So, like, I vividly remember, like, he wasn't my number one by all means, but like, I never disliked Skinner. I never disliked Nails. I liked the the you know the the contrast of Nails and Bossman and and then Skinner being random the berserker like I liked all of them and then I remember that they used to sell like face paint um you know packets for from WWF and then they would put on the back of it like certain wrestlers that would paint their face and like oh here's pictures of it so you can try to replicate it. Well the easiest one was Tatanka. Yep. So, you know, I, I did a lot of, I did, you know, I can't draw, my mom can't draw. So we did a lot of Tatanka, you know, face paint as a kid. We tried warrior, you know, but it, it, that's a lot harder. So it's just, again, like I was always, you know, I, another big one was Max Moon. I loved his entrance. I loved the, you know, the uh, confetti rockets coming out of his hands during the entrance. I thought that was the coolest thing ever. So I just loved, I loved everybody. It, it really, it really was all over the place. The the characters you you mentioned several of them Bossman Nails uh, they they had built in stories even if they weren't in the ring or bypassing each other for months it, it's a a cop and a convict if they just ran mm-hmm. across each other there's a story it was just always intriguing nothing against people that just have the name like hey, I'm going to use mine so I don't throw anybody under Mark Martinez you know oh who the hell is Mark Martinez he's just out there uh, I. You have to build the story. There was never a story needed for Boss Man or Nails. It was just a cop and a yeah. convict. So simpler times, yeah, right? I, I I purposely also remember like when I had all of my action figures. Royal Rumble was always my favorite pay per view. It still is, and um, I would always lay out all thirty wrestlers in in order. 
and I would make sure like it's good guy, bad guy, good guy, bad guy. And I always had boss man nails next to each other, or at least in the same row. And I would yell at my mom, like, don't touch my action figures. Like I have it set in a certain way. You know, the booking, the booking sheet's done, ma, don't touch it. You know, like right. that type of thing. So, um, yeah, it was always nineties, nineties were a great, just a great time. And I, and I see, you know, well, now with everything you know changing in the in the past couple of weeks with WWE and we'll see you know how things change over the next year but I and I felt that NXT was kind of moving in the direction again of of more gimmicks and more characters and stuff like that but I don't know if that was necessarily the right move you know of course I'm not there so I can't say anything I I've never taken a company to a billion dollar organization so I I have no two cents to say I wasn't sure, but it seemed like that was the direction that they were moving in. But we'll see what happens, uh, you know, moving forward. I, I want to touch on that. You brought it up, and it's still fresh in everybody's mind. But I have to ask this. Um, when was the last time you played with your, your figures? Dude, I wish I even knew where they were, to be quite honest. Oh, um, you're killing I, me. I remember, um, I remember I gave a bunch to my nephew um, when, he was, when he was young. Um, I do remember also having like a box of them somewhere. Uh, I just, I really don't know where they are right now, to be quite honest, just because I've moved so many times. Uh, I've been in and out of relationships so many times. So they've moved around or, you know, passed on or left. I have, I honestly have no idea. So it's been a while. It's such a bummer. Uh, One of my best friends, it comes to events with me. Um, will send me like if his family's doing something and it's a rainy day, whenever he sends me like the LJN figures that he has, look at the card for the day. And again, we're 45, 46 years old, uh, still enjoying the past. He was huge in the LJN. I had the Hasbros, which you're kind of talking about. So I, I rolled with those. It's been about three weeks since I did one of those layout cards like you did. You know, you have to put the dogs in the kennel somewhere. You're just sitting in the middle <laughs> of the floor. Wife comes in. What the hell are you doing? It's wrestling day. Don't. It's, it's a big event. <laughs> I'm a nerd. Yeah, exactly. They, they wouldn't understand. They don't understand. I do like that you said and about the Royal Rumble. I still think. One of the greatest concept matches ever invented. It it is my favorite. Like, I want to go to a WrestleMania. I want to go to this, that, you know, any pay-per-view I can go to. I never want to go to a Royal Rumble because I don't think you get as much when you're at a pay-per-view or a streaming live event or whatever the hell they're calling it anymore. Um, so the Royal Rumble, I want to make sure I'm at my house to see all the pomp and circumstances of... The genericness of, oh, somebody stole, and it hasn't happened in a while, somebody stole somebody's number, somebody bought somebody's number. You don't see a lot of that in in house, essentially, in arena. So I'll never go to a Royal Rumble because it's my favorite. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. I mean, it does. Um, I, you know, it, yeah, it's teach their own, but I, I get it. I think it's also too, um, I, think, I think the commentary always just adds to it as well. Uh, so I'm a I'm a very big, you know, advocate for always staying home and just listening because I think it just it just add, it just gives more so much more to it. I'm the same way with like when I go to I'm a big New York Giants fan, and um, there's a lot of times where I'm watching 
you know, the game when I'm there live and I see things going on and I'm like, man, I wish I was listening to the commentary right now because I'm like, there's things that I'm seeing, but I don't know if I'm just seeing it, if I'm overreacting or if this is like a really a problem, but because, you know, you, you have those play by play announcers. So they're always kind of giving more context as to why this is happening, why that's happening, so on and so forth. So it, I think, but you know, with our, with, of course, with our world, it's different. You have that storytelling in there. And again, like you, how many more, how many of these moments wouldn't have been as memorable as they are if it wasn't for Jim Ross, Michael Cole, you know, Joey Styles, Jerry, like all of these guys, like how we remember a lot of these moments because of the commentary as well. Yeah. So I, I'm just, I, I like being at home for those reasons, but also there's nothing that beats a live audience as well. But that's me on the other side of the guardrail. No, I, I completely agree. I, I really do. I don't know if I want to go anyplace anymore. I like having my own bathroom. I will become a fuddy duddy. Maybe Plus, I think we all have after COVID. Yeah. We're all like, we've all turned into homebodies. Plus, Mark moment here, uh, real like wrestling Mark moment because I was aptly named. My mom really named me Mark, so yeah, I'm gonna run with it. I love spending the money on indies. One, I, I can probably going to Royal Rumble. I can go to a year's worth of indie shows compared to mm-hmm. one major pay per view. So yeah, yeah. So that's where I am. All right, you you talked about. Essentially, all right, listen, you talked about Vince, and then we'll get more back on you because you brought it up and it's now stuck in my head. Mm-hmm. What were you doing the day Vince retired? We were getting set up for our weekly wrap-up show, and I'm like, oh, I send in the, the the schedule over to the boys, and they're like, okay, yeah, it's been a kind of blah week. Triple H took over. We'll have to stretch some of this out. And then one of my buddies is like, or we can talk about this. And I'm like, oh, my God. It changed, but it didn't, right? Yeah, it it did. Um, and I think we're in our moment right now is probably the same type of time frame as when AEW was about to become a thing. When I think the entire wrestling world, when they heard that there's another company that's trying to come out, is like, oh, okay. Yeah, like we have Impact. Yeah, we have Ring of Honor. Yeah, we have, you know, these other companies that try to come out, try to make noise. You know, no one's done it since WCW. So everyone didn't give AEW a shot when when the news came out. And obviously, you know, a couple of years later, they've, they've done their duties, right? Yeah. So I think right now, I think a lot of the let's say, quote-unquote, scarred fans, the ones that they feel they keep getting let down after watching the product for so long and they feel it's been nostalgic and so on and so forth, I think they're the same ones that are going to be like, nothing's going to change because they have that mindset. And then you have the optimistic people that are like, hey, well, we'll see. I'm an always a we'll-see guy. I'm an always a prove-me-wrong guy. Not that I'm saying prove-me-wrong as in I think I'm right, I, because I want you to prove me wrong because I tell people all the time, whether it's personally, professionally, I, if somebody asks me my opinion, I'm going to say, this is how I feel. This is why I feel this way, but prove me wrong. 
if you if you're if you disagree with me, prove me wrong. Like, please, if I don't think that you're going to make the leap and and jump towards your dream, please prove me wrong because I want you to. <laughs> you know, like so with these things happening recently and Vince being out, if you know, for me and for other independent guys and gals, excuse me, you know, this might be the best thing that's happened in quite a while because you know there's no it's not like they were hiding it they were hiring really only collegiate athletes so people that have the dream of going to wwe it was kind of that window was kind of closed so now you know this has happened and people are saying like ah they'll probably keep the same thing well, we'll see who knows but you better be ready you better be ready if that phone rings because otherwise you miss your opportunity that's a pr- great perspective to look at. I, again, that's why I don't think we brought that up, but that is great to look at it through your eyes and say, yeah, because we all know they were hired, you know, looking football players, just that or the other, and not indie stars, so they can mold them mm-hmm. into whatever. That is a great point. Um, I'll have to, we'll have to wrap back around to that Sunday and see what the guys say about that. But yeah, that's that's a great point. And I love your uh, your your thoughts about prove me wrong. Because you're right, you you might not be right, but if the phone rings, you damn well better answer it. Yeah, but again, I'm, I'm always just a like my my opinion or what I think. Like if I was a betting man for for certain situations, like my opinion and my beliefs are not the end all be all to anybody. You know, like I've had like I've I've had the privilege of people looking at me for mentorship within wrestling. Now, by by no means, I'm not a name. I'm not a I'm not a household name. I'm not an I'm not a name in general. I, I haven't done anything that you know is a Hall of Fame career or anything of that sort. Like I've never been signed. I'm not that type of person. But I've, to some people, hey, like I look up to that person. So I've been blessed for some people that have looked at me in that in that type of light which I appreciate. So now if you look at me in that way and you're asking me my opinion, there's people that have asked me like, you know, what do you think about me doing this or doing that? And I'm like, yeah, I disagree. Like, I don't like your gimmick or I don't like this or I don't like that. Like, but that's not the end all be all. Right. Like I've had, you know, uh, a great example of this and we actually joked about it this weekend, but my buddy, Mike Keener, who's you know, the senior referee at MCW, I've worked with Keener now for quite some time, years dating back from, you know, ECWA days and so on. When I had the idea of coming out with this warrior helmet for my entrances, because that's what is like my culture's history is, you know, it's the, that, that's true history. It's not like a, a gimmick that I was making up. I, I researched Hawaiian warriors that's what we used to wear. It was made out of gourds. Now I wanted to, you know, revamp it and make it a little bit more modern so it looks cooler. Um, but I, when I when I gave him the idea, Keener was in the old school mindset of if you're a baby face and you know you're even somewhat attractive, don't hide your face because that's the that's your seller, right? Everybody's yeah. face is their is their money maker. So he's like, don't put the mask on. And I was like, well, I think this mask is really cool. And he's like, I don't know. Uh, I don't think so. And then I had a couple other veterans that said the same thing. Like they disagreed with it. And that's like my number one. That's like my number one selling point. That's what gets me. When I come through the curtain and I have this huge helmet on, people stop and they go, who the hell is this guy? Yeah. So now I have your attention. Right. So that was, it, you know, again, 
prove him wrong, right? Like I didn't want to prove him wrong because I wanted to be right, but it's a proof it's a it's a, a situation that you go like, okay, well let's we will see who was right and who was wrong. And it doesn't make anyone better or worse. It's just like that's that's what happens. So like I like telling people, please prove me wrong because I want to be wrong. If I don't think that you're gonna lose weight, please prove me wrong. I want you to. I want you to be the healthiest that you can. Or I want you to be right in, in situations. Um, that's just how I feel. So this is one of those things. I, I, I hope and I feel that this will be a pivotal moment in wrestling that we look back on in two, three years and say, like, when that happened, we got to here now. Like, it's just going to be a huge ripple effect that we that I can't wait to see what happens. Agreed. Agreed. You brought up your entrance and it's it's not an entrance to, you know, I don't know, a Metallica song or a, you know, whatever, a Taylor Swift song. It's nothing like that. This is, you, you brought up the word cultural, um, and it is. Like, your your entrance is full of heritage, pomp and circumstance, and, like, everything. So we're really going to bounce all over the place, but let's talk about that. I, I know you're going to say heritage, but, I mean, what made you do such a boisterous entrance. I mean, you could have played anything and, and still walked out and still had that, but it's big. It's awesome. Uh, if you haven't seen it, look it up anywhere. There's a couple of them online that you can see, but it's awesome. What made you bring okay, that out? Uh, the whole idea behind the, I'll say the gimmick change or the character change was, um, it was years of being, I was Keiko the Fly in Hawaiian for like eight, nine years. And I was a generic Hawaiian kid that would come out and wrestle. Like there was nothing else to me. And looking back on it, like, yeah, they, like everyone was right. And at the moment when people were telling me that, when I would go to certain companies and they say, yeah, we look at you as a mid-card guy, maybe not as a, heavy, as a heavyweight champion. I was heavyweight champion with some companies, but other companies were like, yeah, we're not sure. And there were some companies that, again, looked at me as like, you really only have a glass ceiling and I don't think the flying wine is going to break you through that glass ceiling and get you to that next level. You just need more. And I didn't know what it was. Um, and then I started doing some research about, you know, my people's history and uh, certain, um, you know, iconic, um, you know, we'll say people from our heritage, um, you know, such as King Kamehameha. Um, who, if people don't know, like, you know, King Kamehameha was actually the, um, the king that united the Hawaiian islands together because they were all separate. And now he has colleges named after him. He has streets, you know, named after him. He like, he's, he's a God in Hawaii. Right. Right. So once I learned about him and then I learned about his history, one of the stories that I read was that he took his two children, he walked in, or it might've been more, but he took his children, walked him up to the top of a volcano threw them in the volcano, sacrificed them to the gods in order to win a war. And I was like, that's heel shit. Really <laughs> like, that's, a, that's, yeah. a, that's a straight bad guy. And I was like, why is he, why is he this like, why is he this God? But then to me it was, well, if he sacrificed his own people to win a war, I could easily translate that to like, imagine if, you know, what I would do to win the heavyweight championship. So I was like, that's easy wrestling storytelling. So then it was, all right, he wears this long robe. You know, he wears this like more like a crown, not a helmet. So then I was taking like bits and pieces of our, our culture's past and putting it together because, again, I had all these people that were saying, you, we don't know if you're going to make it to the next level with, with what you're doing. 
same thing, you know, I, I was at Ring of Honor and they were like, yeah, we just need more from you. We just need more. Like, you're very generic right now. So I'm like, okay, here's this mat, like, here's this helmet. And then I went to an artist and I said, I, I want my colors incorporated and I want it to look more modern. Can you do something? Boom, there's the helmet. And then I picked a bunch of fabric and went to a seamstress and I was like, I want this rope. Can you make it with these colors? Boom, she made it. And it was all kind of coming together and it was like, all right, screw it. I'm going to try this because what else am I going to do? I have, I've been doing it for, you know, this long now and it hasn't gotten me a contract yet. So I have to, I have to try something. So then I called myself, um, the warrior King, King Keikoa. And I was a bad guy because I had been a good guy for so long. And it, and it just so happened that it was the right time. Cause around the time that I was thinking about a gimmick change, I ended up tearing my ACL and I said, all right, perfect. Now I can work on all this and come back as this new person. And, um, so I did. Um, but then of course, since I had been a good guy for so long, and I think it's very hard to be a, a baby face in wrestling in comparison to a heel. Uh, a lot of companies were like, yeah, we like your new character, but we really need you to be a good guy. We don't really have a lot of good guys. And I was like, all right, fine. But then I had this, you know, beautiful helmet sitting there. I had this robe sitting there and I'm like, well, now what? And Keikoa actually means courageous warrior in Hawaiian anyway, which I've always known. And I was just like, well, why don't I call myself the Hawaiian warrior, Keikoa? Like, it's already there. And I'm like, the fuck, it was in front of me the whole time. So then I, I, you know, I, I just put it all together and I was like, all right, here I am. And then that's what I've been running with since uh, like 2015. And it's been doing very well for me. I was just saying, it's been um, so kicking we'll out. see yeah. how it evolves. It, it really has been. All right, let's reverse again. Um, Mom and dad aren't huge into wrestling. They said watch it anyway because you're going to through high school you continue watching it with the boys and the girls as well you know it how do you get to heading to training you know and how do you find the training and all of that story as well so i ended up actually getting introduced to a gentleman in allentown pennsylvania his name was bud carson i've he, heard the uh, name he had a, essentially yeah, so from pa had, so yeah yeah he had a um a pro wrestling memorabilia shop in center city allentown and at the time, the Wild Samoans were training there, um, but then they ended up moving out, and he wanted to start his own wrestling school. And uh, coincidentally, at the same time, um, I was getting ready to graduate high school. Um, I had gone to Bud's a couple times. One of the times, he took me to the back, and he showed me the wrestling ring, and he's like, do you want to get in it? And I was like, of course I do. And uh, I got in the ring, and I grabbed the rope and that was pretty much it like my mind was made up at that point uh that i wanted to be a wrestler i always knew you know beforehand like growing up i said i wanted to be a wrestler getting older i said i wanted to do it i was also getting pulled in different directions so i wasn't sure what i was ultimately going to do but that moment it was like made up like now this is it and then uh what happened at the same time that bud was about to start this school um i was about to graduate uh, my dad wanted to take me and my high school sweetheart out like on a trip as like a congratulatory, you know, celebration. Uh, he wanted to go on a cruise, but my girlfriend didn't like cruises. So he said, you know, I'll give you 500 bucks, you know, go plan a trip with her and, you know, go do your thing. All right, cool. So then I got that $500 from my dad around the same time that Bud called me and he was like, Hey, do you want to start with my wrestling school? And I was like, I really don't have any money. I was like, 
I could put a down payment and can I pay you monthly? Cause I don't really have like a couple grand to just give you. And he was like, how much you got? I was like, I have $500 in my hand right now. <laughs> he's like, the he's like, yeah, that'll $500 work. ever. Yes. Yeah. So I, I had to call my, uh, I had to call my girlfriend and tell her that we weren't going on any trips. I just, I just spent the 500 bucks and she understood. She, she always knew what I wanted to do. So yeah, it was, it was onward to, uh, it was onward to training. And then I actually started before I even graduated. I think I started in, uh, I want to say like March or April of 2006. Was that time at Bud's, was that the first time that you actually stepped into a ring? No, um, I had gotten into the ring like a year before that because, uh, you know, again, like Bud let me get in the ring and then um, I ended up meeting like this group of kids and he would actually rent out his ring to us every other Friday and we would just like go in and wrestle with our friends and stuff like that. So it's essentially backyard wrestling, but like we actually got to do it in the ring, which was really cool. Um, so, so we jealous. did a lot of matches yeah, we got we really got to do a lot of matches in the ring, which was so much fun. That's how like he he knew who I was then, um, be, and then that's how he knew like, hey, here's a bunch of kids that might want to start, you know, wrestling training. And a lot of us did. A lot of us ended up signing up with his school and and went on to become wrestlers because yeah, we absolutely loved it. So, uh, so no, that wasn't my that wasn't my first time. That's a great marketing tool by by Bud, by the way. Hey, do you want to look at this? Uh, go in and have a little mm-hmm. bit of a match. And then you're mm-hmm. just hook, line, and sinker. And then you're like, where do I sign up? Take take all my money. Yep. Take my vacation money. That's smart man. And I, I mean, o- overall, like, I, I did something. I don't want to say something similar, but I have a different. Of course, like, it's it's marketing and it's business at the same time. But, like, I have more of a genuine heart of like when I had my wrestling school uh, in Pennsylvania and we were inside of a mom and pop gym. So a lot of times like where the wrestling ring was, there was a wall that separated on the other side was like basketball. So when those kids like heard a bunch of noise, they would want to come over and like look and watch. So sometimes we left the door open in, in the divider wall so that they could watch. And, and then a lot of times, like they would sneak in and they're like, well, how, how old do you have to be to start? And they would, I would ask a lot of, they would ask a lot of questions. And again, like if they're fans, I'm like, Hey, do you want to get in the ring? Like, cause I would, I would want to get in the ring when I was a kid. Of course. You know what I mean? Like, I'm just, I'm more or less just like giving back to kids in the same way that I wish that, you know, or that, but that bud did for me. Hey, do you want to get in the ring? Like I always, I'm always looking at it from like a, a hard aspect first. Like, Hey, we have fans, like keep them fans, you know, before you want to take their money essentially. <laughs> no, that that's right. You, you they have to be fans before before anything. I I completely yeah, agree with that. So you come up with your I I'm I'm using air quotes every time because it's not a gimmick. It is your your life. You you've talked about, you know, everything about it. You come up with your gimmick and this is where I ask that question. Who are you? Uh, in comparison to wrestlers, um, my three, and I'll give you generic explanations. Um, these are pre, or oh, and maybe even now people, but still, uh, Roman for people, you know, Roman Reigns because of the height and you know, when you're bad, you're bad. You know, you're hated. You you really are. So I, I put some Roman on you. Um, 
snooker that's generic i really know but it, it is yeah, I, I would imagine you get compared to the snooker all the time just because of that and damn it i got this one right if i didn't get any of them right it is hbk because of your freaking super kick i saw that from day one of ever seeing you so how close how bad at least tell me i got hbk yeah, you got it. You got HPK at least right. because I I specifically do the super kick because of him, and I've been doing it since you know forever. Since I was a kid. Yeah, yeah. Um, I also used to do a top rope elbow drop, and I did. If anyone ever notices, he always like pumps his right arm and he smacks his right arm as he's going down, and I used to do it that way also as like paying homage to him. Um, and also the other way as to why I essentially tune up the band, but I do it in my own haka dance type of way. Yep. So that I can also, you know, have the fans do something with me. Um, so yeah, a lot of theirs is Shawn Michaels. I don't do the elbow anymore. Um, because now I've, now I'm starting to do the splash, but, um, but yeah, you got, so you got Shawn there. Um, I've never really been compared to Roman. I think mainly because of, um, you know, since Roman is, uh, you know, he's been healed for a while now. Um, I mean, I get the joke of I, I've uh, been called Roman, you know, when like he was a good when he was like the top baby face. And then uh, I, around that same time, that's when I was the MCW heavyweight champion. So then they're like, oh, here comes Roman. So I would get that joke. But I don't think I've ever really been compared to him. Okay. Um the next one that I always get is uh, Ricky Steamboat. Uh, I've, I think, I because th- you know, as you said, you, you know, you were your uh, your previous generations and and people that you watched as a kid. I can see why you would go with Snuka. Um, I think the average of of com- combination of everybody. That's why I think I get Steamboat more than Snuka. Right. Um, but uh, yeah, so I would say Snuka, Steamboat. I'm trying to think of a third person. Um, I'm not too sure. We might have to come back on that. I mean, we can say we can say Roman, but I mean, I don't think I don't think so. Um, yeah, that one's a tough one. Well, who- oh, uh, you know what? I take that back. I take that back. If I had to put a third one on on like what else describes me, I I would say I'm a Cena because my character as, and and my person as the Hawaiian warrior is like a modern day Cena. It's a modern day warrior that is trying to be the symbol of like hope, motivation, push through positivity, so on and so forth. So it's just another blend of, you know, Cena rock does it as well. Now he didn't do it, you know, as his character when he was wrestling, but now his social media and everything of that sort, it is that type of person of, pushing through and perse and perseverance and so on and so forth. So yeah, that's probably what I would say is, is that uh, never give up attitude of Cena. That was a gimme too. I missed that one bad. I I, I missed that one bad. <laughs> I, I was maybe just going, I kind of go like stature and you know, what, all right, whatever. Uh, so who, who are some that you actually like tape study? Do you, do you do a lot of tape study and go back to maybe the eighties or early nineties? And do you, it's wrestling. Uh, I'll say it. You're mm-hmm. not saying it. Stuff stolen with the air quotes again from every federation organization or whatever. Do you watch anybody today and borrow stuff from? Uh, no. Um, 
I, I don't do a lot of tape studying now only because like, I feel like tape studying back then was when people were able to point out, you know, see how they created, you know, space. Now you can do this, so on and so forth. When you're really understanding how to wrestle, then it was good tape study. Um, as far as like the psychology aspect of it, it's hard to learn psychology if no one is sitting with you and explaining why they're doing this or why they're doing that. And it's also difficult when there's so many other parameters that fans don't know about that wrestlers know about. But now when we're watching a match and we go, huh, I wonder why they did that. I wonder why this happened. I wonder why they did this move after that or why it seems like they cut short here. These are things that we're never going to know unless you're speaking to them directly. Because there's a lot of times when I'm going over, like I'm watching a ma- like one of my matches with somebody and I'm like, hey, I just want your opinion on this. You know, what do you think about this match? Is there anything, any critique that you would have? Um, I'll let them know. I'm like, hey, I know that the beginning was a little short. It's because we, our, co- our time was cut short. Or I know that this looked weird. That wasn't planned that way. This got messed up. We had to fix it. You know, like these are things that, again, like we, we can't learn from watching because it's always going to be a lot of questions of like, why, why was that decision made? So it's a little bit harder for me to, to tape study now. But what I do like is the fact that I get to train with the best of the best in the world. And I can think of these specific scenarios that I might've gotten into. And I want to make sure that I either made the right decision or if they would have made a different decision. So that's what I like to do a little bit more is, is focus on scenarios and not necessarily an entire match. Um, because again, it's always going to come down to the specific situation as to why decisions are made the way that they are. Uh, do you, do you go to anybody? We'll stick with MCW since I know that do you, do you go to anybody pretty heavily, uh, uh, Brandon Scott, you, you said Keener is one of your boys, Dante, Portia, Ray Lynn drops in and out. Do, do you go to anybody that you just stick with? all the time that you know all right they're not gonna sugarcoat if i really f this up um not necessarily anyone at mcw and it's not because i don't trust them by any means it's because i have the i have the blessing of being around people on that next level right so like i i'm around you know devon dudley quite often uh i i train with TJ Wilson and Natty Nyhart. So like I have the best of the best minds in the business and, and people on that next level that are going to be able to look at it at that next level, you know, mentality. So again, it, I, I do, by all means, I do ask opinions when, when I'm at MCW and I say, you know, what do you think of this? Or what do you think of that? Because we're there and we're in the moment, but then afterwards and we're, and we're watching my matches and stuff like that. Like TJ's watched a few of my matches, which I'm like eternally grateful for because I mean, who else, right? The, the guy that's Damn. literally producing, you know, WWE matches, like what else, what else can you ask for? So I, I do get that. So when I have a match and I want it critiqued, I, I go to um, one of them. I'm also very good friends with, um, you know, Jessica Carr, the SmackDown referee. Um, so I'll send her stuff and we'll go over it. Um, Cause I also like hearing it from a referee's point of view of like, you know, things to consider or things that, of how to put your match together 
while you're taking them into consideration for this or for that and or what a rule is specifically there's been a lot of times where situations have caught up and i'm like i wonder how a, a, how jess would react to that or what they would specifically do if this is okay if this is not okay and then i go to her for some so i'm i'm blessed i have everybody that i could ever ask for <laughs> to give me feedback on what i'm doing right and what i'm doing wrong um, but yeah, there's a lot of talented people at MCW that when we're there, it's the best minds that I think that should be at that next level as well, um, to put together, you know, what we're working on. Oh, for sure. For sure. Uh, guys, if you've never attended an MCW event and you're in and around the Maryland area, Pennsylvania, New York, make the trip first and foremost, it, it will be well worth it. You just missed the Shamrock cup this past weekend as we're recording, which is one of the greatest events uh, in the world. I love the Shamrock Cup. Usually make the attendance for that, but uh, family things uh, popped up. Uh, had to sell my tickets mm-hmm. to one of my buddies' buddies. So, yeah. Um, let's take a break from wrestling a little bit and find out more about you. Um, you got time off, and I'm saying no gym day. All right, I'm not allowing it. You're not allowed going to the gym. You're not allowed doing anything. What do you do uh, besides make TikToks with your precious daughter? Uh, what do you do? A video gamer, reading books. What, what's your relaxation time? Uh, a lot of it would be, um, you know, spending time with my wife and my daughter. Um, we love doing like family days for, all right, we're going to go to Universal today or like, hey, maybe we can get people together, go to Disney. Like we're going to, you know, a uh, little Disney day in a couple couple weeks. Um, so we love the, our family days, um, you know, going out to eat or ordering food and so on and so forth, just relaxing at home. Um, you know, cause you, you only get, as you know, as a dad, you know, you blink and they grow up. Um, Super so I'm fast. really, I'm really trying to slow life down and, and just very much enjoy and be around as much as I can, because also, you know, like in the instance of, you know, that I do get signed. I know that I'm not going to be around as much. So I'm trying to soak up as much time as I can while I am here and while she's little. Um, so it's mainly, mainly, you know, daddy, daughter time, uh, husband, wife time. Um, if she's to bed, then, uh, the wife and I like to, you know, just relax with each other, scroll on TikTok. We've been doing, um, Marvel, uh, Marvel movie Mondays. Uh, cause I, uh, uh, I've I hadn't watched one movie from the Marvel series until when did we start? Like a month or two ago? Probably like two months ago. Two months ago was my first Marvel movie. I started with the number one, and I'm watching everything in chronological order. Um, Damn, you're gonna be out so, of for a while. <laughs> I'm already on phase four, brother. Are you we, really, we were, brother? We 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 were dedicated every Monday. We're watching another movie, start to finish. Um, we just watched, we watched, uh, Dr. Strange yesterday. Yeah. Today's Tuesday. So yeah, yesterday. Um, that's definitely putting so, time in. That's awesome. I, again, cause we like, I want to make sure like we're putting time aside for ourselves as well. Um, so we, we've been doing that. Um, if there is, if, you know, it's a little bit later in the day or the wife's feeling tired, I'm feeling tired and you know, she, we don't want to sit through a, you know, three hour movie. Um, then yeah, I'm absolutely playing video games. Um, big war zone guy. Um, I just got back into Assassin's Creed wife bought me, uh, the latest Assassin's Creed for uh, my birthday. So I've been playing that. Um, 
Yeah, but no, absolutely not a book guy, by the way. Um, I would rather, I'd rather burn my boots than ever read a book. Um, I, I, I just despise books, even, even books on books on tape. It's, it's hard for me to sit through sometimes. I'm, I'm a much more visual person. I wish, you know, even like listening to podcasts, like I want them to be, I want visual. So I, I love seeing, you know, uh, visual things. But that's oh, just me, though. So, I used so to... you're not ever going to be listening to Can Crushers again since we're not video. Thanks. That just you just. <laughs> I'm kidding. It, it's 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 just hard for me. Like I I don't. It's my attention span. I feel like it's it's been lost. It's it's gotten worse and worse. As has everybody's with. Oh yeah. TikTok, social and, media, and, and everything. everything. Oh, I agree. We're we're nats. Yeah. We're nats now. Yeah. We have to switch so fast. But when, when I was uh, like, uh, at one point, I, when I had a job and I was an hour away from my work, it was podcasts, you know, nonstop. Like if, if it, it, the audio podcasts have their, their niche for the people that are like, I want to listen to it at the gym or I want to do it when I'm doing this or that, like by all means, 1000%, I was doing the same thing. Now I don't, I don't drive anywhere (laughs) unless it's for wrestling. So uh, and then now, even when I'm on the plane, like I'll download a movie and I'll I'll watch it on the plane, um, just something so I can visually, like, be you know, focused on entertained. <laughs> entertained. Use the right word. Entertained. You need to be entertained. I understand. There you go. Yeah. All right. Um, back to wrestling. Uh, these are some of the harder questions, that, and they're really not that hard because I I know you're in the right frame of mind and everything. Um, best advice you want to give, you know, kids growing up and they want to get into wrestling what do you what do you tell them uh do it um i think a lot of people are always so protective and and they say like you know uh they don't want to tell everyone to do it because not everyone should be doing it and i agree as far as there are some people that are not made out to be wrestlers but that doesn't mean that you shouldn't try it. That doesn't me. mean that you shouldn't go for it. Me. I'm the, um, I'm the one behind the curtain. Yeah. <laughs> it's not, it's, it is not for everybody. But when you tell somebody that it's your dream and you want to go for it, why would I ever tell somebody that they shouldn't chase after what they desire the most in the world? Like, who the hell are you? You know, like I've learned, I learned from that because when I told, you know, friends and teachers in school that I wanted to be a wrestler, they were like, well, you need to be really big to be a wrestler. Like you're really tiny. Cause I was, I was a scrawny little nerd and I'm like, well, I'm going to go to the gym and I'm going to lift so that I look like a wrestler. I'm going to put weight on like, isn't that an easy answer? And this, and people just shrug because you know, they doubt you. Um, you know, when I told family members like that, I wanted to be a wrestler, they told me I was wasting my life. Like why would it? Why why is anyone that's crapping not, on someone's yeah, dream? I, I don't even know like wasting not. your life thing. That's that's not cool. So I'm mad at your family right now. It's it's but it but hey, like it it taught me to you know it doesn't it doesn't matter what they say. Like it's what you want, you know. And then again, now to side side bar that when I say that you know wrestling isn't for everybody, but that doesn't mean that you can't go chase it and find out like you know what, like, I, I thought I wanted to do that. But now I'm finding out like, you know, maybe it's not for me, like, because once you find out how much time and dedication that it takes, you say, Okay, well, but these other things are important to me also, like, if so, you know, for somebody that wants to be, you know, that, that stay at home dad, and they don't want to miss birthdays, and they don't want to miss, 
you know, important moments for uh, of their kids growing up. Not that I want to miss them by any means, but like, but you know, they're you gonna know, happen. It's a, yeah, I know it could happen, and I'm okay with that if it's if it means that I'm going to be at that next level and I'm accomplishing my dream because I would want my daughter, uh, my daughters, excuse me, to do the same thing. I want them to say like, Hey, sometimes you have to sacrifice a little bit, but these big meaningful things, as far as like, you know, missing birthdays and this and that, like, that doesn't mean that you can't celebrate them on another day. You know, my wife and I, we had, we've had bookings on our wedding anniversary. We just celebrate another day. My birthday was on Friday. I flew out for MCW on Friday. We celebrated when I got home on Sunday. Like it, you know what I mean? Like it, and it, it wasn't a sad it. sap thing. It was like, cool. We just celebrated, you know, Sunday when I got home Monday morning or whatever, because yeah, it, it's okay. It doesn't, yeah, it's fine. But again, like to go back to like, you know, you just have to figure out what you want to do. And if, and if you think that wrestling is what you want to do, then go do it and put your all into it. If you find out at some point you were like, I'm either done with it. Like I did it for two, three years and all right, now I'm done. I want to do something else. Okay. That's cool too. Like, life is so life is whatever you want to make it and too many people have put the stigma on like this is your dream that's all you ever want to do the rest of your life now you have to be stuck with it well no that doesn't mean that no not at all but if in that moment this is what i want to do then all right then go do it what are you what are you talking to me for <laughs> go yeah. go train go go look at schools go go do what you got to do exactly uh, wrestling, I'm going to go way back until now, has always had, you know, kind of a stigmatism, a carny, and, and maybe not all-inclusive, this, that, or the other thing, just some some bad things still wrap around wrestling. It has been breaking as of recently, but if you could snap your fingers and one thing is completely washed away from wrestling, and we're not going to have that lingering around, what, what is your biggest concern that it's still around wrestling. Um, so my, the, the normal answer would be like, you know, not having, you know, the bad people within wrestling with, you know, pedophiles or, you know, sexual assault, you know, physically abusive people. Of course, yeah, I think nobody wants yeah. that around. Um, and I think that, and I agree with you. I think that that has pretty much, I, I feel like pretty much everyone's weeded out by now. Um, we would hope there are, we would hope if there are, no, of course, like there's probably some, some people here and there that are still kind of lingering around, but sooner or later, like karma will figure its way out and, and say like, no, you did some bad things to some people and they'll be gone. But my biggest, my biggest thing that if I could snap my fingers and change about the wrestling world would be that, there would be a difference between independent wrestling and professional wrestling. And the reason that I say that is because I do believe that wrestling is for everybody. But then the problem is that the independent wrestlers are mixed with who want to call themselves professional wrestlers. And by that, I mean the weekend warriors or the hobbyists of wrestling that they, you know, they want to wrestle in their, their town once a month. And that's really all they want to do. They don't want to make it big. They don't want to be to that next level. That's perfectly fine. All, you know, props to you for chasing, you know, what you wanted to do and you're, you're making it the most of what you want, but then you mix the those types of people with, you know, guys like myself where I want to be at that next level. So then when promoters 
mix that into matches, it's a little bit frustrating on my end because they're not, we're not on the, we're not on the same level. You know, like I take my training and my, and my, and my craft very seriously. They don't. And that's, again, that's fine. I'm not expecting them to be on my level, but again, I just don't, I don't like, I don't like that. It's mixed that way then because it's just two different types of mindsets. You know, it's, it's, it's the way that I like to compare it so that people understand and they're not like Hiko is just bitter is if I want to be a professional quarterback in the NFL, then I'm going to play in the best league that I can so that I can play with the best people around me and then I can better myself to potentially get to that next level. But that doesn't happen where I play in a league where there's also like flag football or beer drinkers, you know, like like kind of like the social the social athletes that play like soft toss softball that just want to drink a bunch of beers, play some softball, have some fun. That that's fine. I that's cool. Do that. But I don't want to play with you. <laughs> you know? Like yes. I, I don't want. That's what I mean. Like go do your thing. I want to go do my thing. But that's not how the independent wrestling scene is. So we have to fine tune and pick and find the places that do do that, where they only book people that are looking for that next level. And sometimes it's mixed. Sometimes it's not. I feel like MCW literally has a full roster of people that could be at that next level any day. And that's why I love being there so much. Um, And then, you know, of course I go to these other ones that, that, sprinkle them here and there but that's what i would what i would fix the most is it's just a little bit more of a separation but again it's that's just me no i i want to thank you for saying that i I don't know if i've ever heard anybody say that in the in the five years of this podcast because that is the truth and sitting back as a fan now you just i mean i've seen it but it's never really had that light bulb moment that Again, it it could be me against you. Let's just say, since we're both on this podcast, nobody wants to see that. But it might have to be booked. And it's like, oh, shit. Well, um, Mark's there because he loves doing this on weekends and everything where this is your life. And yeah, that thank you for saying that. That that means a lot that that you said that. You probably said it a lot and you tell people that. But just to hear it, again, I told you I like hearing stuff right out of the horse's mouth. And that... That's huge. That that really is. So I, I would like that separation too. Now you have me on that bandwagon. If I can wave the flag with you, I agree. Because there is a ton of organizations out there that are just Saturday shows. That You know, it's in my backyard. Cool. That's cool. If you have nothing to do, cool. Go watch it. But yeah, it's a... Uh... Yeah, there's, there's different styles and there's different um, sources of entertainment that some people will find cool. It's, you know, and and that's a, another flavor of ice cream, as they, as we all like to say. Yes. You know, like the shows where, like you said, they're having a wrestling ring in the backyard and they're doing like a little like private event and stuff like that. That's cool. Like, you know, go have fun. Or there's now there, I, I saw one company that's like a, a no ring um, type of wrestling. They there's literally just no ring, but they still they still do wrestling. And I'm like, okay, that's different. Um, not my cup of tea. Not my cup. But, yeah, thanks. You took the words right out of my mouth. Yeah, no. Yeah, well, I'm not gonna hate on them for for trying something different or having your own style or something that like other people are like. You know, this is really more cool. It's more of like a fight club fight club feel. Cool. 
I always compare it again. You like country music. I hate country music. I like rock music. You probably hate rock music. You know what I mean? Like, it, like that's why we have all of these different versions. So we have to just, you know, figure out which version we want to be around and, and then, you know, kind of stick with that. But from a performer aspect uh, and an entertainer aspect, you know, that's where it got frustrating because when COVID hit, I knew sooner or later the world is going to open up again. And I want to say probably at least 98% of the wrestling world is going to take off during this COVID time and go, well, I can't go to the gym and I can't wrestle. So I'm going to get fat and I'm going to not train and I'm going to, you know, take some time off, let my body heal again, perfectly fine. But then when we come back and if you're not prepared, then that's where I start to take a little bit of offense to that. Because if I'm wrestling you, especially we're supposed to protect each other. If you're not in the shape that you need to, and you've lost your cardio shape because you haven't found a way to, to stay active. And now like we go to do a move and you potentially drop me on my head because your cardio isn't where it needs to be. And now it becomes a problem, you know? And I want to say the first five matches that I had coming back from COVID each guy wasn't able to last, you know, more than five minutes in the ring because they were exhausted. They, they didn't keep up with their training. They didn't take it as serious as I do. You know, so that's again where it it becomes to where, you know, I could potentially get hurt, you know, and I don't want to get hurt. I want to go home safe, just like everybody else, you know? So again, there's so many aspects, there's so many layers to it. Um, But again, that's up to me to find the companies that I need to stick around, which is why I don't leave MCW. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. There's a couple other ones. Um, Two more big questions, then uh, you get your shtick to tell us where you're going to be, da, 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 and sell some merch, socials, and all that. Um, oh, and I, but by the way, I, I always want to know. I like knowing your perspective. You were at AEW. Um, what's the spread like at AEW? Is it as awesome as I hear from some people? Uh, the catering is that yeah, what you're talking about? Yeah. Oh, food's always delicious. Yeah. Like, yeah, that's the that's the least of my worries. Well, I know, um, but I, again, I, I'm a 45 year old fat garbage man. I I want to know what the food's doing. <laughs> so yeah, me and uh, Bro Keller actually, um, we were uh, we were booked for AEW together um, in Baltimore. I think that's where we were when this happened. And we went up for catering for dinner, and they had this uh, this cornbread casserole. And I'm a I'm a huge oh, cornbread guy. Yeah. I love cornbread, and uh, it was one of the best cornbreads that I've ever had in my life. And bro was, bro was right there with me. Like we were just devouring that cornbread. And then I actually texted him like a day, a couple days later. I'm like, bro, I'm still thinking about it. So then I ended up like finding a recipe and then I made it at home and I sent him a picture of it. He's like, you son of a bitch. Um, so we always joke about that then. And then there was another time that he was booked for AEW and I wasn't. And then he texts me a picture and he's like, it's here. And I'm like, hi, you fucker. Um, so yeah, we, I very much enjoy the food, um, which by the way, then, um, my buddy, uh, Joey, uh, Joey Martinez or Joey Lugo. Yeah. Is he Lugo now? What does he call himself? I don't know. Anywho, Joey, I'm pretty sure it's Lugo, but anywho, uh, the closer, uh, I I believe it's Lugo. Yeah. It is Lugo now. I believe so. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I can't, I can't ever keep up with that kid, but he, uh, he was booked for, uh, uh, SmackDown and Raw recently. So he was at Madison square garden and texted me a picture of his food. I'm like, yeah, 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 yeah. I get it. I get it. So what's always, 
food is always delicious. He should stick with Martinez, though, uh, for me, because I completely, yeah, that's, he should just go back. He, he's Lugo, but he should be Martinez. Um, can you look back on yourself when mom and dad let you watch wrestling just because and, and like hover over yourself and say, I, I did it. Uh, uh, this is awesome. Or is it still kind of surreal once in a while? It's definitely surreal once in a while, but then there's definitely moments that I've gotten to do. And I was like, man, if, if like eight year old me could watch what I'm doing at that moment, that would be pretty awesome. Like, uh, if for those that don't know the last, not this past MCW show, the Shamrock Cup, but the one before that, um, I forget what town we were in. I apologize. So it's a little bit harder for me to say which show it was, but it was our first, uh, event live on fight. Um, and I did my match. We incorporated, uh, my gender reveal into the match. And then my wife and my daughter got to come in the ring and we did a, a live gender reveal on pay-per-view. And that was one of the, like the coolest things I've ever gotten to do. Like, I don't know how many wrestlers have, you know, are able to say that. So it's, you know, I've never had my WrestleMania moment yet, but like some of these types of cool things that I've gotten to do are like, are pretty, are pretty amazing that I get to, uh, you know, tell the grandkids about or tell my kids about say, when they gonna, get older. Are you going to show that clip? It's some one thousand percent. Oh my god, I have I have it I have it saved, and um, you know, of course the the girls will, you know, we'll see it once they get older, and and be like, yeah, you were a star, you were on TV before you even, you know, before you even could before you, you know, knew get out of diapers, yeah. <laughs> yeah, before one was even born, and you know, the other one was, uh, you know, out of diapers essentially. So TikTok yeah, famous, it, it's cool. <laughs> It's 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 cool stuff like that. So yeah, I definitely the kid in me is is uh, very happy that I didn't listen to anybody, and the adult in me even like if I were in the first year or two of my career, and then now looking at myself of where I am now is like oh man, hard work and you know consistency definitely paid off. So I'm very happy. My my last one, and I love ending on this one. What is professional wrestling brought to your life? Oh, everything. And I actually made this a TikTok. You um, did. I know. That's. Yeah. I, I wanted to make sure people <laughs> that aren't following you on TikTok bring it back around. Yeah. So yeah, uh, wrestling has has brought me absolutely everything. Um, so as I already talked about, I was I. You know, I was uh, a, a nerd in high school, very scrawny kid. I wasn't popular um, by any means. So wrestling brought me confidence because I had to speak in front of people all the time. So, you know, then it got easier to then talk to other people. Um, then it brought me friends and family because I, since I didn't have a lot of friends in high school and the friends that I did have, you know, we were all just on different paths after high school. So, you know, I essentially lost all of them. Um, so then I, I got new friends and literally pretty much everybody that I'm very much close with the closest in my, in my life right now are all from wrestling other than like a, a couple here and there that are outside of wrestling. Um, so it brought me all my friends and family and, um, to the point where, as I said on my TikTok, um, you know, that we had, uh, Thanksgiving every year and it was only wrestlers <laughs> um, that were coming over to the house and we did that for like 
five years in a row or something like that until I moved to Florida. And obviously we can't do it anymore because everyone's back North. But, um, and then to the point where, uh, you know, I was on a show and, uh, I saw this female wrestler had a, have one of the worst matches that I've ever seen live. She's giving me the eyes right now. <laughs> I was going to say, you're going to get punched. <laughs> she knows the story. She knows it's true. She had the, one of the worst matches that she, that I've ever seen that she's ever had. And she was sulking in the corner of the locker room. And I went, oh, man, she probably feels awful after that type of match. Which even the, the match wasn't her fault. It was a it was a clusterfuck. So it, it was too many people in that match. And it just didn't go well. But I went over to cheer her up. I ended up having a conversation with her and ended up finding out that we were going to be on the same shows for the next, like, five or six weeks. And I was like, hey, why don't we just start riding together? It, it makes a lot more sense because all of our shows were south. She was two hours north of me, so I said, drive to me, and we'll start riding together. And then she never went home, and then I ended up marrying her. <laughs> so, like, and now I and now I have, uh, you know, my daughter, and I have another kid on the way, so, and it's all thanks to wrestling. If I didn't have wrestling, I wouldn't have my kids, I wouldn't have my wife, I wouldn't have my friends, my family, I wouldn't have my house, I wouldn't be living in Florida. I, the list goes on. Wrestling has given me absolutely everything. Oh, by the way, what a slick move. Hey, your match was horrible, but let's go get something to eat. <laughs> I'm kidding. Right? <laughs> and, and to add to that, I wouldn't be on the phone right now if I if I didn't have wrestling because I wouldn't be interviewed by you know by by you. But so yeah, yeah it, it's another like I wouldn't be in this exact moment if it wasn't for wrestling. For sure, for sure. Uh, it was in and out of my head. It was a it was a joke one, so we'll let it go. Um, if you're telling me. Uh, when you're telling me stuff, it pops up. I'll ask you one more time. So, where else are you going to be? Uh, socials, in case everybody doesn't follow you and they find us on Can Crushers, um, and sell some merch and stuff like that. You know how to do uh, this. So, so everyone, we've been talking about my podcast, uh, or excuse me, not my podcast, my TikTok, all throughout the podcast. Um, so, for those that want to follow me, it's at Kekoa HW for Hawaiian Warrior because. Some idiot already had Kikoa Pro, and they don't even use it. So the the username's just sitting there, and I'm still fighting Son to of get a it. Bitch. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I am Kikoa Pro on everything else: Facebook, uh, Instagram, Twitter. Um, so you guys can follow me on there. Um, I am also on uh, Pro Wrestling Tees with my store. Just type in Kikoa. I'm also on the Shoot uh, Messenger. So if you'd like a uh, special shout out uh, for um, you know, any fan or something, you know, I, I do those as well, uh, that, which is also through the Pro Wrestling Tees uh, website. Um, uh, for what's upcoming, if you are in the Florida area, I'm going to be back at Movement Championship Wrestling, which is also very confusing when people see my schedule because now I wrestle for two MCWs. So now it's like, is it MCW North or MCW South? So at, at the end of August, it'll be uh, MCW South. And then we return to MCW. Uh, Maryland Championship Wrestling, I believe it's September 10th. I can't remember the next the date. I think off it the is. Head, but, I think I popped. I, it, I saw it right before I interviewed. I think it's September 10th. But the most important part is because it's the Bruiser Strong event. Uh, so that's the next time that I will be back up in Maryland and is in September. So those are the the, the next two up and coming dates. I have I have some time off, which is. Uh, going to be nice actually i got uh, some things that i need to focus on and make sure that the body stays healthy and and just get ready for whatever's next that was a question it popped up once you said florida 
how happy are you now living in Florida compared to Pennsylvania, Maryland, or anything like that? You're out of the snow, dude. I'm jealous. Uh, that is my number one like thing. Like if I if I were to get injured tomorrow and I never wrestle again, I'm still never leaving Florida um, because of that reason. Um, it's a, just a different level of serotonin that gets shot to your you know to your soul when you get to skip winter. Uh, for those that are living up north, and even if you're like, eh, winter's not that bad. If you like winter, that's something else. Like, then, okay, then stay there. But if you're always like, yeah, I don't like winter, but it's not that bad. That's what I would always say. Where, like, you don't think that you have winter depression or that winter affects you that much. Try skipping it. And then let me know if you ever want to do it again. Because once you skip it, it's pretty much over at, at that point. The fr- The very first day that we lived in Florida... Uh, I, I left, I went to take my dog for a walk bright and early. It was like 7am and it was already 75 degrees and it was the middle of December. And that was a moment where like, I kind of stopped and it's very weird because he was taking a shit. So it was very (laughs) weird that it was like a, it's very weird that it was like a wholesome moment for me while my dog's taking a crap. But, um, I kind of stopped and was like, man, like this is life now. Just sun and warmth all right yeah this was the best decision i could have ever done ever so yeah i i love florida the, the bugs are the bugs are bad it gets humid i don't care it's better than winter <laughs> give me this all day i i got a two-year plan and that's because that's when my son i was gonna say retires uh graduates high school i'm that dad that i can't pull him out of high school he's got all his homeboys and his friends and everything you can't uh in my book you can't right now so once he says, peace out, I'm going to college in, in Guam or wherever he decides to go to co- college, yeah, I'm going to be knocking at your door. I'm not physically knocking at your door, but yeah, I'm getting out what, of the snow. What's funny is now like, I get wrestlers pretty much at least once a week that reach out to me. They're like, hey, I'm thinking about moving to Florida also. All of a sudden, I've become the spokesperson of wrestlers that have moved from the north to the south. And it's like, hey, let me hit up Keiko and let me let me see like, you know, things that I need to consider or this or that. Like, I'm I'm the I'm the advocate now. Like, I actually was just on the uh, I was uh, texting with uh, Vinny Pacifico all day today because he's planning on moving down here after he gets married. Um, so yeah, it's 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 constant now. People are always sitting me up and and uh, getting the ins and outs of moving to Florida. So. When you're ready, let me know. Yeah, it, it's been a, a running joke, you know, that you go to Florida, retire, this, that, or the other. You know, you're right next to senior centers or everything. Now there's just going to be a huge, massive wrestling center of apartments and uh, houses and everything. Condos is the word I was looking for. Just Kekoa, of just wrestlers. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> just, all right, and, we've moved and, here, taken over. And that's what I've said, too. Like, part of me... You know, so I, when we moved here, it was the end of December of 2020. Um, so I'm, I just turned 35. So I was 33 years old when we got down here. And of course, like by no means 33 is old. 33 is, is a young a baby. Gun. I don't yeah. care. Yeah. And people that are in their 20s are going to say like, nah, 30s kind of old. Yeah. Wait till you get to 30. But anywho, um, I was, you know, of course, like I said, 33 when we moved down here. When I was in that wholesome moment, when my dog was taking that crap and I was so happy that I was living in Florida, the next moment was me going like, why did I wait so long to, to move here? Like, I kind of wanted to do it when I was in like my early 20s, but I was just like, no, nah, it's not the right time. 
I'm like, I wasted 10 years or so of like just thinking about it. And I'm like, man, I kind of, I kind of wish I was here a lot sooner, but now then I switch it then and look at the optimistic side of it. I'm like, well, now I'm 33. If I live to be, you know, 83, I have 50 more years of living in Florida rather than the people that retire at 65, move down here at 65. They only may, might get 15 years if they make it to 80. You know what I mean? So yeah. like I look, I look at it that and I get 50 more years rather than what other people are getting when they retire. That that is the best way to end this, Keikoa. Thank you for stopping by. I agree. We're we're starting. Well, Keikoa already started it. I'm just jumping on the bandwagon. Everybody move to Florida. You enjoy life the rest of your way out, and it'll be a better life. Let's get out of the snow. Yeah, there you go. Uh, Keikoa, thanks for stopping by today. It's been a blast. Thank you for sharing some of your stories, uh, being truthful uh, about everything, and just letting us into your life. It's been awesome. I appreciate you having me on. I'm always available when uh, when you want me. When I'm ready to move. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, that was Keikoa. Um, he rolled with it pretty good with the old uh, TikTok. I'm sorry. That, this is horrible. I sound like I'm a weirdo or something, but it's the father moments. It really is. How about my uh, comparison? I, I guess I get uh, maybe two out of three. Maybe one and a half out of three. He did say Steamboat more than Snuka. Uh, Roman wasn't there. How did I miss the John Cena? How did I miss that? That is completely John Cena. Back to the drawing board for Mark. Man, he was so just down to earth and just chatting. I love, I love his whole thoughts about prove me wrong. And not the way I would probably prove me wrong. Not like that. Just to say, prove me wrong. That's kind of a, a push to say, come on, do it. You can do it. It, it. it To me, that's what resonated in my mind saying, you can do it. Show everybody that you can do it. There's doubters out there. Push it, push it, push it. So I love that. All in all, just, just great. I, I loved hearing more about the, the history, heritage, and everything that he's really taken Kekoa and made it his own. And I love that the the headgear, you know, I, I couldn't imagine Keiko without the headgear. I, I really, I couldn't. So for him to wear it or him not to wear it now, I'll be like, hey, what did he, did he forget it in Florida now? Why didn't it come up? Why didn't he come up? And I hope he doesn't get in trouble from, and, oh, clearly it's a running joke between him and his wife, um, Saw a, saw a girl have a bad match. Went over and said, you had a bad match. Let's go get something to eat. That's cool. Those are the stories, man. Those are the stories that it just proves. Wrestlers, yes, they are humans. They, they are human people and human beings. And they just, they go through life. They just have to, you know, he just felt the need to go over and say something to a wrestler at the moment and now becomes wife. And those are the stories I love, and those are what I really like bringing to you guys here on Can Crusher. So, again, Keikoa, thank you for coming on, and thank you for spending some time with me here today on Can Crushers. We'll see you. We'll see you at the, the Bruiser Show, and I'm super, super excited to head back down to that neck of the woods. Guys, again, remember, find us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. All of it's at CanCrusher69. Drop in, get into some, some discussions. If you'd like to be on the show, you have some ideas for the show, it's cancrusher69 at gmail.com. And make sure when you're listening, 
on this podcast that you're listening to right now on Spotify, iHeart, Stitcher, iTunes, Google Play, anyone that you like and you can like, make sure you give us a rating. Give us a thumbs up, subscribe, and all that cool stuff. It really does help us out. So, all right, that's it. Another great spotlight in the book. Guys, let me tell you this right now. Make sure you listen Sunday. He may have dropped the greatest promo that you're ever going to hear on Can Crushers. I can't wait to play it Sunday, but that's called a teaser. Remember, just because you're trash doesn't mean you can't do great things. It's called a garbage can, not a garbage cannot.